Welcome to episode 12 of For Your Reconsideration, a second look at your favorite characters. I am Billy, here with my friend Gary. What's going on? It's been a while, it's been two it weeks. Has been. And we're back on track. There we go. Um, this is a good one. It's a, it's a question more than it is a second look, but I guess, yeah. you know what, I think there probably is an answer most people would give without thinking for this. Yes. And I think there's probably other ways to look at this. And I'm here to tell them why they're wrong. <laughs> I can't wait. I know you got a hard off for this guy. So this is terrific. <laughs> All right. We are asking today, who is the most influential professional wrestler of the 1980s? I'm putting into that one decade. Yeah. And we played a bit maybe into the 90s. But for the most part, that's what it is. So we have a litany of kind of parameters to go through and then mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different candidates. Um, and we'll finish with a big one. And I can't wait for your, your uh, soliloquy on why <laughs> this guy is not the most influential wrestler of the 80s. Well, let's get the first parameter is important. What are we saying is influential? What, what, what does that mean? I mean, I think to me, it means like they crossed over almost like a mainstream kind of thing, mm-hmm. made wrestling like for a while, like the whole idea of professional wrestling, you know, the whole idea it's a work and everything like mm-hmm. that. And we all know it's scripted and everything, but they make you actually like give a shit about yeah. it a little bit, like get caught up almost like you're watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. And that's what I equate it to. It's just another form of drama on tv so influential to me means like did they make it bigger and better or did they cross over were they iconic and were they good at their job mm-hmm. in all facets i'm laying the groundwork now i can see yeah. that <laughs> what about you what's influential to you i think that's the biggest part of it is the crossover you're right it's you know taking what it was which was regional you know kind of like a certain segment of the population and making it, like you said, mainstream. That's right. a big part of it. Yeah, and I do think being good at it is important. But also, again, that's another rabbit hole. What is a good professional wrestler? And obviously, in-ring matters, but I think it's more than that, too. Yeah, it's in-ring, it's charisma, it's promos, mm-hmm. you know, being able to, like, actually talk. Yeah. Um, you know, make sense, make the audience feel something. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was a lot of really good technical wrestlers. We'll talk about Bret Hart. But for a while in the '80s, he didn't make he didn't move the needle as right. like the Hart Foundation or anything. But in the '90s, he got a little better. It got turned heel, and, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know if you have to be a title holder per se. Like that world, I don't know if that matters that you much. Definitely don't have to be a title holder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think a push matters. I mean, yeah. the push isn't to the title. Right. But there is a push of some sort Agreed. that has to be done. Because if you weren't getting pushed, clearly you weren't that guy right. to move the needle or else you would have gotten some kind of push. Yeah. Um, but, there's, yeah, there's got to be something to that, brother. Maybe not a title holder, but there's got to be some popularity. Right. Yeah. Something to drive a storyline, something that is a main event worthy kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of terrible matches, even, you know, as interest is waned today for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of terrible stuff but you see like the good stuff and yeah like, all right that's cool i think part of this too is gonna be difficult because i see a lot of this still through my 15 not even 15 my my 10 year old eyes i know <laughs> <laughs> i know uh, and so that's so i think it's important to consider too that this was the time when they were trying to play demographic it right. wasn't getting the 25 year old guy i think it's interesting how as they went into the 90s they tried to keep or bring back yep the 86 10 year old as a 96 20 year old to kind of come back in the fold um so i think we have to consider that as well you know who, who are they going for right. what was the target audience and if that matters or not it does it does and you can even see that like you were right the 90s part like they brought us back mm-hmm. you know from like those early 80s and everything and i think even now there's um i was in prep prepping for this and i still have all my follows on twitter so like i kind of 
not that I seek it out, but like there's a new rivalry with WWE. Remember the WCW? Yep. Night oh, my God, yeah. Now there's another one, AEW. I've heard. Um, right. You know, and you can see almost the difference in marketing. AEW is going for like us, like the older crowd uh-huh. again, you know, the re- people who like wrestling, supposedly, where like WWE is almost getting slapped with their marketing to kids again, which oh, is really? interesting. Huh. Yeah. I, that was just a couple of articles. I couldn't tell you if that's true, but it does make sense because. If they're going for us again, it's smart because if we get into it, that means our kids get into it. Right. And I guess the other way around makes sense too, right? If my yeah. kid got into it, I would therefore be into it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching. Right, <laughs> we'll to that. I'm watching a show with Andrew the past couple of days. I don't know where he found it on Netflix. Like he finds things somehow that I would mm-hmm. never even think that were on Netflix. Okay. It's called like Monkey King or something. It's it's fucking awful. But I sat with him and watched it for the last right. four days. I mean, I'm gonna watch right. awful shit with him. Yeah. I'll be honest, I still play Pokemon Go because <laughs> Andrew got me into it five years right. ago. And so, you know, it's not crazy to get the kids involved and hope that it'll follow. And, right. you know, if, if he got into it, I'm right there with him. Yeah. No, it's totally true. We're the ones buying it. Yeah. You know? right. So right. 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 It, it's, a, it's a smart move. Again, I don't know if that's true or not. Like, I haven't seen a WWE show in a couple of years now. Yeah, right. Um, but I could see the, that part of it. Even when, when we talk about it later with them, you know, there was that push for like the kid friendly stuff. It mm-hmm. wasn't the the nineties, you know, or early two thousands wrestling when they brought it. Like, what they call that? I even forget the era now. Oh, the attitude era. Attitude era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's totally not that. Right. So interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's think back, way back. What was your first experience professional wrestling? I assume WWF. It was WWF at the time. Um, I had a couple. Like my my grandmother, my dad's mom would watch. Like, you know. On, it was like what was it NWA AWA like she was yeah. she was into all that stuff and you know not like hardcore but like I remember like it being on her TV mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing but my biggest one was WrestleMania the first one first one my my parents they hosted a party for it and it was like a closed circuit like TV kind of thing and that was it you like know you rented a place no or... no no it was in our house but okay. it was like closed circuit to you i remember you had to like flip a box and everything oh, to like shit. watch it and that was really the first time where i got hooked you know the whole and looking back like you ever rewatch wrestlemania one it's not that entertaining you know <laughs> right. it was at msg yeah um and that's where i got hooked and then like emmett madison square garden network first came and they would have wwf like friday or saturday nights uh, um you know and that's where it, where I was in. What about you? Similar. We didn't have cable until I was in seventh grade. It just that was back in the right. day when they had to yeah. run the wire, right? And they just didn't get to me until like '88. But um, my this is obviously in the age of renting VHS tapes. Yeah. My father said, "I think you're gonna like this," and he rented it for me and he put it on for me. And he had watched when he was a kid Bruno San Martino, but yeah, yeah. he never was in it. But for whatever reason, he thought I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you know, what it might have been it might have been the Hulk Hogan crossover in Rocky Three that made him think I would like it. Yeah. And so he, I popped it in, and I watched it for the entire week rental, like over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And after that, I was hooked. I didn't have as many opportunities. I didn't have right. an SG. So it was like Channel 9, I think, carried yeah. like Superstars of Wrestling on Saturday afternoon. That's right. And then uh, this is even pre-Saturday night's main event. But however I did it, I found my way through it. And I, I have a, a vivid recollection of like just moments or even seconds mm-hmm. of watching WrestleMania 3 in some smoky basement of like a VFW hall. Right. Because they had the closed circuit TV, and yep. I was the only way to watch this shit mm-hmm. back in the day. And it was just I was watching this. It was three was Mega Powers, right? Was that three? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. We'll look it up. I mean, yeah. We always have to do a little bit of research on a fly, but I'm pretty sure it was. But um, I think it was the Mega Powers one where I am, uh, me and my father were there. And it's just, it was, it, thinking back, it was hilarious. It was a fire trap. There was smoke everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, it was ridiculous. But, and then that was it. I went to a couple of live shows as a kid. I remember, I remember actually one of the first live shows I went to. Um, I stayed up from school the next day. I got home so late from Nassau Coliseum. And the next day was the Challenger crash. So I watched really? it live on TV as it happened. WrestleMania. So wow, that is freaking. Yeah, right? I, I'm, I got, like, I had, I was about to say that, and then I was like, Challenger crash. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I know. Uh, WrestleMania 3 was Hogan-Andre. Oh, all right. I yeah. that was 2. Was that 2 and 3? No, 2, two was uh, Hogan-King Kong Bundy. Oh, that's right. That cage. was the three-city one. That was yeah. so fucking stupid. All yeah. Right. And, and I, three was all right. So I think it was three, but I think I might have also seen, and then the Mega Powers one somewhere like that. When was I mean it was Mega Powers was five, five. Yeah, Savage Hogan for the title. No, you know what? Wait a minute. What was four? Because I feel like the one I saw was when they actually first made friends, not oh. the actual match that culminated. Oh, that's right. That was the tournament. Okay. When Savage ran the whole tournament uh -huh. and became the champion. That's it. That was yeah. four. So that's yeah. the one I saw on close circuit for sure. I think Hogan I saw and Andre well. got eliminated. That's mm -hmm. right. That was like the big thing. Hogan and Andre got eliminated early. Yep. Coming out of it. Yeah. Hogan came back. Yeah. And did the whole handshake thing. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Because we chill still. It's fucking awesome. Okay. I saw I saw three and four on okay. close circuit TV. And I think by the time five came around, there might have been some pay-per-view happening in my life at that point. So you you mentioned you went to shows as a kid. Yeah. It'll shock you. I didn't go to a show until I was a father. Oh, really? My first live show was with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why not? Was your dad on it? Well, he obviously was. He I mean, we were in it. We just never never went. We'd do baseball games and stuff, I guess. Right, right. Like, it was just never one of those things. I mean, maybe, like, I have a, maybe I'm making this up in my mind, like, like at a school gym or something. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, when the, they would do that kind of thing. Right. Maybe I saw something, but. Never a show. Never the big time. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. No. So, yeah, I didn't go until, M like yeah. five years ago or something. That's crazy. Oh, listen, you got your fill somehow. Yeah. Were you only WWF, or did you go a little bit deeper to the other ones that for us in the Northeast were? ESPN would show NWA, like Greg Gagne and Burn Gagne, <laughs> all of them. Um, you know, and they would be on it like after school, like a lot of times four o'clock. ESPN would be showing those mm -hmm. things. They would be on. I didn't really follow, you know, but like you know. It would be on. Like, I knew some of the names. Gagne, uh, the Von Erichs. Right, right. Who crossed over at, at, by the time they all folded in. So, yeah, nothing crazy. I had one friend who was into it. He would talk about Gagne and this guy and that guy. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking lo loser. You're weird. <laughs> Nobody watches NWA. And I didn't know there was a whole world that I was missing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't seem to mind. I mean, I don't know how many you can watch. Like, how many right. different ones can you keep up with? Exactly. Even as a kid, you have all that free time. And back, back in that time, there were still, like, those small leagues and factions mm -hmm. until vince mcmahon you know took over and basically made it global yep and put everyone out of business yeah for yep. a long time yeah so i got the magazine sent to my house too i had it yeah yeah i had the magazine yeah they were awful oh was, looking back on yeah. it terrible it was funny you know i've i've kind of at moments done done deep dives of nostalgia and we've mm -hmm. listened to a couple of podcasts yeah. um something to wrestle with right mm -hmm. um yeah. bruce pritchard one, bruce right? pritchard yeah. and then there's uh, a bunch of the guys from the late 90s now too um, um, what's his name? Eric something from WCW. Oh yeah. Um, Bischoff. Bischoff has his own. They all have their yeah. own. When you do deep dives and you hear about this, it's funny how, you know, like how they all kind of tie together. Yeah. I learned somewhat recently that Vince Russo, who became a big name in the writing mm -hmm. business, he's, he's got to start the magazine. 
And yeah. He worked his way up from WF Magazine all the way to becoming head writer and now kind of a recluse. It yeah. Like. Yeah, he's like a total outcast now. Yeah, yeah. Like totally. he's re- evidently responsible for WCW, like tanking. Yeah, they brought him in at the end. That was a horrible storyline. That was the very oh. tail end of my second yeah, comic. same. I think yeah. we went through the same thing. Yeah. Like as soon as that all happened, and the powers that be was the yeah, big, it was yeah. awful. Yeah, and you were done. That was like, yeah, horrible, horrible. You remember the whole rock and wrestling connection? Yeah, that was leading up to WrestleMania one. See, I got it a little bit yeah. late, but yeah, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, with Cindy Lauper, the cartoon went with that too. I think cartoon right? was with that. Um, yeah, it all came like WWF was all into you know Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. She was the big one, and. Um, who, it was Roddy Piper who yeah. smashed Captain Lou over the head with the, the gold record. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that was how it got mainstream. Yeah. MTV, perfect storm. MTV starting to become big. Yeah. WWF coming in, and then boom, WrestleMania. You know, as we're talking, it reminded me. The other reason my dad's supposed to bring it home was Mr. T. I was a yeah. huge eighteen guy, huge Mr. T guy, and here's my favorite guy on TV wrestling. Um, Hulk Hogan for Rocky Three. You're yeah. right. It's all just a perfect. Storm. Yeah, that Rocky Three doesn't get enough credit for that. Four. Too. No. No. Well, three. three. I'm sorry. Three is T. Four is Hogan. Nope. Both in three. You're right. Both oh, in man. three. I just lost. Can we record this? We record this. No, we keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both in oh, three. Man, that's right. Um, <laughs> which three gets like I I rag on three sometimes just because Adrian's awful in it. Yes. Um, but three gets a lot of credit for. You know, Mr. T, even though, sidebar Mr. T, was he the worst Rocky opponent? Oh, my God. You didn't like him? I liked the character, but right. the in-ring performance. Oh, well. Yeah, that's fair. And a lot of it was also Stallone. Right. Touching his mohawk. Right. So bad. I mean, that the whole interplay in the yeah. ring was bad. All but right. you think him is punching, his acting? Yeah. No good. I mean, maybe it was just the choreography of everything, yeah. too. It could have just been the filming, but... I always look at Clubber Lang as like the least talented that's fair. guy. That's, that's probably fair. Creed was always good. Yeah. You know, Drago was a beast. Yeah. You know? That's that's very fair. Maybe he was better than Tommy Gunn. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but the character, though, it's fucking great. Character was great. The whole Hey Woman. Oh, hey Woman. that that's, scene in front yeah. of the statue is yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. So I always wish Mr. T had more of a career. Kind of a shame. He's going to flash in the pan. I mean, he's kind of limited in what he can do. But I mean, like a guy like that, like even with the nostalgia kick we had in the late 90s. It's true. Maybe a little bit early 2000s. You remember VH1? Yeah. Went headfirst into the, what they called celebrity. Right. And it was all these retreads who had this flash in the pan moment. And they mm-hmm. were, I mean, Flavor Flav had his own show. Right. They had the surreal life, that house of people. Like he never got caught up in that wave of nostalgia like everybody else did. Right. You know, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Um, he does it like a commercial now, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like the the AA team or something like that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> and he was iconic. The jewelry, everything. He like, had his own cereal. B.A. Baracus was That's like right. an iconic character. That's and right. Lang was too. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. What a shame. He had cancer at some point. He beat it, obviously. But, yeah. Like, he had a rough go of it. Yeah. I remember reading his biography as a kid. Like, I was all in. Wow, you are. I went to I the library. 20 some years knowing <laughs> yeah. you, Mr. T. Yeah, when I was a kid, I went to the library and took out his biography. I remember he had a rough life. I don't know, but I mean, I yeah, right. I was all in on Mr. T. All right. I will say this, though. On the show, my favorite character was Face. I liked Face a lot. Yeah? Yeah, I was a Face guy. All right, I can see that. Did you watch the show a lot? I did. Like, I don't have, like, huge memories of it, but I know I watched it every mm-hmm. week. And Face was good. Yeah. Was Murdoch, right? Murdoch, right, yeah. all right. That was George Papard. 
that was Hannibal. George Hannibal's George Bavard. Murdoch. I like Murdoch. You like Murdoch the best? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so, it was a great night of TV. I think it was A-Team and Night Rider on the same night. I'm pretty night sure. Rider. Fucking Hasselhoff. Yeah. That guy had a fucking career. Now, how did he work that out? I don't know. And he's huge in, like, Germany or something? Yeah, yeah. Singing. He broke the Berlin Wall down, didn't yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he went from Knight Rider and I think maybe something in the middle, but Baywatch. Baywatch. Which is yeah. huge. He ended up on America's Got Talent for a while. Yep. He's had a singing career. And he was good in Click, the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. I hated it when I saw it. I don't remember enough about it. That's a rewatch for you. It's is not it? bad. It's not bad. It's well, good. we we had this one of our first discussions on, on topics for the show was does Adam Sandler make good movies? Right. And we never got to it because it would involve watching about a dozen movies, and right. we just can't do that right now. But yeah. um, eventually, uh, we'll put a pin in it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't remember Click as being one that I would go back to and go, "This is fucking good." It was. It wasn't bad. Like it wasn't. It wasn't his worst. Like, it's not Little Nicky. <laughs> that might go on his headstone. It wasn't bad. <laughs> like and that, I don't hear write that tone, but that's right. the, eh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. All right. I rewatched Billy Madison the other day. A great movie. Yeah, that movie. Now for what it is, right? Yeah, you, it's a stupid. No movie. one's winning an Oscar for that movie. No. But for what it was, it's was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was completely like thrown together on like six cocktail napkins, and they just right. put them in the wrong order, and that's what they filmed. Right. It, it's the whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, him playing drunk, uh, the the penguin. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> We should just talk about that. We should just say Lawrence in that movie for an hour. And put oh, that you up. could. You yeah. could. I would enjoy yeah. that, actually. Yeah. I think I'd do it most days. <laughs> uh, did you have the wrestling figures in the ring? Huge. Yeah. Yeah, I had it all. Like, everything. I wish I kept them. Mm-hmm. Like, before. And now, like, I noticed, like, the re- when M was w- doing her run with WWE, like, she would collect the figures. And they w- they weren't the same. Nope. Like, the th- we had, like, they were almost, like, clay, almost. Yeah. Like, you can move them around. Hard like, rubber. Yeah. Yep. So had it all the ring, all the figures, yep. do my own matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My guys are beat up, man. Yeah. They had oh, yeah. like the, the paint from the other guy all yeah. over from beating them up. Oh yeah. There's a great series on Netflix. I mentioned the movie one, the movies that made us. There's the toys that made us. Cool. And they do the wrestling figure. I gotta watch one. that. It's terrific. And I and I forget the whole process, but like they were gonna do like miniature size ones or normal size right. doll ones, like G.I. Joe size or a bit bigger. And uh, they ended up going much bigger and this yeah. whole thing and his poses. And it ended up being a, a tremendous hit, obviously. Yeah. Oh, those things were amazing. That ring amazing. was, the whole thing was very well done. Yep. No, everything. And it was like simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like later on in the 2000s, they like they had like seven different rings and this and that. And it became a little much. But yeah. for us, it was like you had the ring, the logo in the middle, the white thing, the blue rope, like everything. It was yeah. great. And every time yeah. they brought somebody new, and I remember Christmas waiting for that new yeah. wrestler. The Jake oh, yeah. the Snake came out finally. I'm going to get it for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, it was really well done. It was an accident though, like it was a complete accident, yeah. but it worked out terrifically. Yeah, for sure. I had I had them all. I think yeah, I think I had a bunch of them. I, I remember the first set. I think it all went together at the same time with the wrestling album and and the and the tour. Remember the wrestling the album? Wrestling album, that's right. I think about that frequently. I'm not gonna lie to you. Let me give you top of my head. You wanna look it up while I do it? Yeah. Let me tell you what, a couple of songs I remember from the wrestling album that I played in my house on purpose and listened to. It was a junkyard dog singing Grab Them Cakes. That's right. It was Nikolai Volkov singing Karamia. <laughs> it was I own Dances. this album. You do have it? I don't anymore, but oh, I owned it. Of course you did. Yeah. It was Land of a Thousand Dances, which was all of them. It was Real American, which Hulk Hogan didn't sing on. No, Rick Derringer. Rick Derringer, very good. Yeah, we got uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Captain Lou's History of Music. 
Roddy Piper for everyone. Mean Gene with Tutti Frutti. I remember that. Oh, Jim, don't go messing with the country. I remember that one too. Yeah. I remember that one too. And I think all these guys were among the original dolls. Yeah. Like this is all kind of came at the same time. Yeah. These were the guys that were pushing. That's pretty funny. I know Hillbilly Jim was one of the worst characters ever. I couldn't stand him. Horrible. Couldn't stand him. I I agree. But they ran that for a long time. Long time. And then his cousins or whatever. Uncle Elmer. Uncle Elmer. Like I think uh, my recollection was that Uncle Elmer was like an old school, just a big fat guy. Yeah. And Hillbilly Jim ended up being like his cousin or something, right? Yeah. Or his nephew, I guess, Uncle Elmo. I don't know. And they had like, there was a third one too, I think. Yeah. Was it Cousin Luke? Is that the Bushwhackers? That might be the Bushwhackers. <laughs> All right, I'm going. But, um, and then eventually Hillbilly came out of that group to be the more popular one. And it looked like he was a big dude. Like they gave him this stupid gimmick. So many stupid gimmicks. This was the time. Oh, look at him. He still has the beard. Yeah. Let me see. Renee Goulet. Renee Goulet. That was right. Cousin Luke. Luke. Look at me. And Cousin Junior. Cousin Junior. I don't know Cousin Junior. It's funny how they use those stereotypes big time for all of them. Hilarious. Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Hillbilly Jim. Mm -hmm. They all had it. For sure. Complete and utter stereotypes. It got worse, too, in the 90s. Remember they had, like, the Nation of Islam ripoffs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they don't, they stay away from a lot of that now. Well, I mean, yeah. It would be smart, too. Jesus Christ. Well, those figures were awesome. Yeah, and there's like a, just a couple of years where it was nothing but that shit for Christmas. Yep. Shirts, blankets, sleeping bags, yep. albums, dolls. They had like the, the pillow buddies. Yes. <laughs> those were awesome. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something to you. You still have it. No, 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 no. I sleep with it every night. My friends and I used to like like wrestle, quote unquote. Yeah. You did too? Yeah, all right, always. All right, yeah, I feel like an idiot. No, not at all. We used to do it like in someone's basement. But yeah. once in a while we venture outside. Mm-hmm. We were like. 11, 12, and even then I kind of knew what we were doing was wrong. Like right. If, if uh, a girl would pass, I would be so embarrassed. Right. Like, look at what my life is. But then the second she passed by, I'm, right. I'm body slamming. Exactly. I'm dropping elbows. Yeah. 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 This is is that your one. go-to move? Elbow? Well, I was a macho man guy, so I would yeah. go with the elbow whenever I could. Okay. Yeah, that was my big one. Yeah. You want a leg drop guy? <laughs> no, no. I was more of an elbow guy. Okay. I know what you're getting at. <laughs> I think you're insulting me a little bit. I think you give me like a backhand kind of insult. But that's all right. I get it. I get it. Not an insult. I get it. Not an insult. It's a little backhand. It's all right. We'll get to it. We'll get yeah. to your Piper love. <laughs> um, I, I, I put this in quotes on our show sheet. Were you a mark? At what point did you realize it was all fake? I think early, like pretty quick. Like, I think maybe the first time, like seeing it on TV, you're like, oh, shit. Like they're really going at it. But then you kind of realize. And I think everyone's a mark. I right. think anyone who's watched. I, it's one of those things, those terms that's used as like almost a negative. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I feel like you watch TV shows and you know it's not real life right. and you're exactly. all in hanging on everything. You know, we used to watch Lost and yeah. you know that was like the furthest from reality. So yeah, sure. But I don't I don't look at that as like, you know, this big negative thing. We you know, you pop for something that's like really freaking cool, you yeah. Know? Like if the rock walked into the room right now, we'd both be like, Holy shit, it's the rock. <laughs> yeah, right. You yeah, know, right. that kind of thing. So were you? Yeah. I mean a little bit at first, like you said, you don't know, kind of realize, but I, I did really enjoy the late 90s, early 2000s, when the internet took off with this, and you got to see behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, you know, at a certain point, you got to realize who the bookers are and what that means yeah. and what's happening behind the scenes and everything. And, and that kind of stuff always really intrigued me. Yeah. That's why I'm so in on a lot of these shows they have on now, these nostalgia shows. Yeah. I look back. I, I can't get enough of that shit. No, I'm you with know? you. I love, I love knowing the behind the scenes stuff, what goes into it, the, con- the complexity of like planning out basically a year 
leading up, like I know WWE, WrestleMania, they have basically their year. It's like a season of a show. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, and then sometimes they'll go on the fly if the audience doesn't react that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're all marks. We're yeah, marks yeah. for everything. You're right. You're totally right. That's 100% right. So, you were in big with me. Mm-hmm. 83-ish. Yeah. You probably left late 80s, probably. Yeah. Middle school-ish. You're like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. It no longer was like, maybe, yeah. Definitely by high school, it was like, oh, like, yeah. Nothing. Sure. No. Um, you know, you mention it. You kind of peek at it if it was on, you know, someone would be all into it or whatever. Like, I remember one kid in high school was like so into it still. Um, and, you know, you, you talk about it, but nothing. I didn't follow it anymore. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. me neither. Me neither. But I, I can't think if it was exactly this. Might have been. But the NWO got me back. Same. It was the night Hogan turned heel. Yeah. 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 That was that was when and I remember I was in college. And I remember one guy was why he goes, Hogan turned. And everyone was like, What the and we watched the, the next uh it was like nitro, I yeah, guess. I don't right. know. And we all and that became like the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was all in. Yeah. I think I might have gotten in a little before that, which is I, th- I think it's like a month mm-hmm. when Nash and um Hall, Hall came yeah. on. Uh, that whole invasion angle, yeah. I think, I think got me. But like every once in a while, I'll get into a deep dive on on uh, YouTube. I'll go down right. a rabbit hole, and I'll end up with that badge of the beach when Hogan turns. It yeah, it was fucking awesome, amazing. Yeah, one of the most iconic moments in anything. Yep, like just you know, Yellow Hulk, who I couldn't stand. <laughs> I think people might have read in between the lines so far, <laughs> but you know, Hollywood Hogan. That was someone I can that get on board with. Man, he was terrific. That whole thing was great, and then everything else it just took it too long and it ran its course. Um, I would I would go back and forth occasionally, and I would watch Raw during the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was WCW me too. for a good four or five years. Yeah, me too. I didn't even know like I caught up post, you know, the Attitude Era. Like right. I I had no idea who or what anyone was. I didn't know who The Rock was right for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just remember WCW like them broadcasting WWF's. Uh, results yeah, like yeah, on yeah. air and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So yeah, I think I got. Plus, a little... most of our '80s yes. guys were in WCW. Were, exactly, 100 yeah. percent right. All of them, right? There wasn't yeah. anyone left in WWF. No, they were all gone. They signed every last one yeah. of them, and we... they misused half of them. But oh, they signed God, them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bret Hart thing was a debacle. Bret Hart should have had a, a hell of a run there. It just yeah. didn't work out. Nope, at all, at all. But and that's why it was also short lived too, because they got us for the nostalgia for a little bit, mm-hmm. made it fresh for a little bit, but mm-hmm. then. Couldn't build. No, not at all. There was no Where WWE, WWE went back to marketing and like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like Attitude Era was like teenagers. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? and, which is pretty much my mental age. That yeah, worked out. Exactly. I was back for The Rock and Austin a bit. Like, uh, not so much Degeneration X, the whole right. suck it thing didn't do it for me, but right. uh, I was down for The Rock and uh, and Austin. That was pretty good. And, and then eventually also Mankind got me in. But that was some of the shit he was doing. That was maybe like I never got the ECW stuff. It's no, just it was too much for me. Yeah. I just wasn't down. Um, but some of the softer stuff they were doing that mimicked what ECW was right. in WWF, I was like, oh, I could deal with this. Mm-hmm. I can throw off Mankind off of a steel cage. I yeah. watched that. I I didn't watch that as it happened. Like I went back mm-hmm. once Evan got into it and like would watch some of the old stuff, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Now you came back again about yeah. five years ago. Yeah. Tell tell me the story about how this all began. So it began with a video game. So playing PlayStation, and I bought it like it was like cheap. So I was like, I'll buy this and play because you know they had some of the old guys. And it was a WWE game, 
And then M, my daughter, saw it and started playing it. And I remember, and she'll be so embarrassed I tell this, she was... Um, <laughs> She's not listening, don't worry. Yeah, no, she doesn't <laughs> listen. Um, there was this wrestler in, during that time, Rusev. He was like the Nikolai Volkov, but not as stereotypical, but still like Russia's better kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So she picked him in the game and the crowd was booing him in the game. And she was like, why are they booing? And she's like seven or eight at this time. And uh, uh, so I explained the whole heel thing and then uh -huh. everything. So she's like, is this like real? I was like, no, the scripted part. And she's like, but is it on TV? So we watched an episode of Raw and she saw the women wrestling. And this was at the time when WWE really took women seriously. You know, Sasha Banks, who was her favorite, Becky Lynch, all the people who are famous today were just starting. And that's what hooked them. And then she got into the whole the, the shield, like one of her first episodes she ever watched was there were a big group, the shield, um, Rollins, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, who is now WWE's big star. Um, they were like a group. And then Rollins turned on them. And that was like her first. She was like, what? And uh. that was it. And that she was hooked. Um, and she was more intrigued for the storylines. Like she'll even say that today. She's no longer watches, but she'll, you know, um, she'll always say her interest was like the whole storyline. And like, we, and that was the first time I went to some shows, you know, we went to two summer slams. Oh, wow. Um, with the Brooklyn one, right? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, both were in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And then a raw, and then they did an all women's pay-per-view and we went to that. That was awesome. Like, like. You just saw like an audience full of little girls, and mm -hmm. yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. So, that's great. Yeah. So it and was. She a, met Sasha, right? Sasha. Yeah. Sasha Banks, that's right? my most viewed tweet ever. Really? Um, yeah. Um, she. We did it before SummerSlam. You signed up for a meet and greet, mm -hmm. and you know, at the the video's cute. She's like, "How do I want to be a WWE superstar? Tell me." And yeah, it was a good. It was a good run. It was a fun run. It got me back into it, yeah. and like I got into it, like. Like you said, you'll watch shit with your kids. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I was like, oh, shit, this is like the, it, it was more so like that. And then it got me doing more deeper dives back into history, you know, mm -hmm. the WrestleManias and catching up on some things I missed. And even going back to the WCW stuff, it was, it was just like a fun run. And it was like, you never left. Like the storylines, <laughs> the, the betrayals, the reunite, the heel turns, the, the good guy, turn, the face turns. Right. All of that stuff was the same as the 80s, just the athletes were better. Right. Like right. they were doing more serious shit and crazy shit, you know, then. Uh, I mean, now, right. than, than they were then, you know. And even one uh, SummerSlam, uh, it was Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton, and Lesnar busted Randy Orton up, and it, it felt real. Like he did an MMA like elbow, and Orton just, his face exploded. Oh my God. Yeah. And the whole, like, everyone was silent. It, so it was like stuff like that where they went too far. Yeah, right. You know, right. that kind of thing. But wow. Yeah. But yeah some of the wrestlers in the 80s were so out of shape. It's yeah. hilarious how bad they looked. Right. I mean, Junkyard Dog was just a, a fat guy. He was. He was just a fat guy. And the grilled and cakes made sense. He liked yeah. cakes. Good for him. Yeah. There were a lot of like Dusty Rhodes, like yeah, all Dusty of those guys. Rhodes. I never got him. I no. never got any. People love him. I know. I know. Is he dead? I think so. I think so. Too. Yeah, I think so. You know, his, his son Cody runs AEW. Oh, does he? Started, started, he still wrestles in it. Okay. Stuff. So, yeah. Dusty used to book and write some stuff for yeah. one of them. I forget which one now. I don't think it was WWF, was it? WCW for sure. Uh -huh. He was he, he wrestled. Like, even when we went back, he was still involved. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Dusty, that's a perfect example of, he had tits. Like, he had yeah. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Test before they were cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got a T-shirt. I sort of like, I want to get this. Mark, like, you got to get this. It's um, it's just a simple, like, green T-shirt with my writing. Not a dad bod. It's a father figure. <laughs> I, like, yep. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. But Dusty Rose was beyond dad bod. But that was fucking, yeah. he was just fat. Oh, yeah. The guy's like Adrian Adonis. Adrian. That's a guy who they should do a deep dive on on one of these shows. Do you watch these shows now? Dark I, Side of Wrestling? I haven't, and I want to, and I probably will at some point. It'll just take one of those nights where I flick it on. I'm by myself, yeah. probably, because no one else in the house likes anything. Nice. Um, <laughs> and probably just get hooked on it, because I do want right to see see that. Pick the yeah. right one, you'll be in. Like, yeah. There's been, I think, like 15 of them. Mm -hmm. And I've watched ones for people I'd never heard of right. or had no interest in, and they've gotten me in. And the ones that are people I know, I was all in. I mean, it's just such a great look behind yeah. the scenes. It's uh only thing I don't like about it is like they have people, they get people in, like who were there, right? Other wrestlers, bookers, wives of the subject. They do like these kind of like background, not like real like unsolved mysteries type, right. but background reenactments, uh, like shadowy kind of like punching people. And it's completely just to show something. Right. It's not a main part of it. It right. drives me nuts. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Right. I did like the Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah, on HBO, right? Yeah, that, that was, was a good, good one. one. Yep. Yeah. That was a real life documentary. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. These are a lot more schlocky, but they're really gotcha. good, though. And then they had a couple recently, like actual A&E biographies WWE produced. I, I didn't watch them, but I have. I want to see them. They were they're okay. Were right. I mean, they were, they were as honest as they could have been. Right. But, like, uh, they, uh, Dark Side and the A&E both did Ultimate Warrior, like, in the same week. Really? And the Dark Side one was a lot better. Okay. And I think partly because they got some people who wouldn't talk to WWE, right. who would talk to them. So it was, uh, it, it, listen, they both held my interest. They were both really good. But Dark Side will take you on someone. They're like, holy shit, I don't know if this existed. Right. They had one last week. I just watched it. Um, it was uh, an organization. I think it was XPW, mm -hmm. it was called. And basically, this porn producer decides he wants to run a wrestling organization. And he begins it. And he brings in his porn stars to be like valets. And they do just crazy, violent shit. Really? So it's crazy violent. It's crazy sexual. He's nuts. Mm -hmm. um, supposedly... And again, they had the guy who was involved, his main wrestler called the Messiah, um, gets pissed at him, wants to leave, uh, ends up fucking his wife, the owner's wife, finds out, and supposedly, allegedly, no one's ever proven this, he sends goons over and they and they cut his thumb off. Just Jesus. wrestle the Messiah, they cut his thumb off. Damn. And they show him on TV. He's like, no fucking thumb. Wow. Like this is some crazy shit that goes on in these little areas of the right. world that you had no idea about. No. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's good. Yeah, I want to see all that stuff. I like all that stuff to begin with, like the documentaries, behind-the-scenes yep. stuff, yep. and almost anything. But, like, this fascinates me. They did a deep dive uh, on Benoit, two-part one, I think, of Benoit. Mm -hmm. They did one on um, Owen Hart. I think it was two parts oh, wow. as well. All so, the things WWE is afraid of uh, talking about. 100%. 100%. All right, so let's get into some nominees okay. for most influential of the 80s. So we talked about this a little bit before. It does limit us a little bit, right? Yeah. There are some people whose influence might come more in the 90s. Mm -hmm. We mentioned the Ultimate Warrior, right? I mean, he was probably a great influential 90s guy. I guess. I hated him. Yeah, me too. I was not a huge fan. And then evidently, you read all, you watch some of the behind the stuff, they all hated him. Yes. Yeah. He refused to, like, learn how to wrestle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think and he refused re to wrestle at, like, SummerSlam or something. Yeah. It's fired him right after for that yeah. reason, I think. He refused to lose. He yeah. 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 He was awful. Yeah. And he, but he was huge. But 90s. Yeah. And I don't think he was the most influential guy in the 90s either. No, true. not at yeah. all. I mean, he came back in WCW at one point. Yeah. 
uh, as like the only guy Hogan couldn't beat, right, you know, right. that kind of thing. But eh. yeah, yeah. The only one thing I I got pissed off about was he ended um, the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental run. <laughs> I did like the Honky Tonk Man. Me too. I thought but it was great. Another guy who was ridiculously out of shape. Yeah. He had no muscles. He had a gut. What a ridiculous gimmick, but it worked. Like it that worked. was one of the stupidest gimmicks that worked ever, right? I mean, yeah. even for the eighties, that was yeah. like terrible. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was. I mean, he had the guitar smash, which was pretty cool. Yeah, but everything else was so fucking dumb. Shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> <laughs> like all these finishing moves, you look at them like objectively, especially yeah. in the eighties. Like, yeah, that didn't hurt. No, There's nothing about that that seems at all painful. Nope. Shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, Bret Hart too. I think his run happened in the '90s. Yeah, he was he was more Attitude Era. Yeah, you know, so he was in the '80s. He made tag team wrestling kind of cool. Yeah, given that with the Hart Foundation, but yeah. I was a big tag team guy. I fell, and again, this is my ten year old self. You make right. fun of me. I was a big Wyndham and Rotundo guy. Oh, I love Wyndham. All right, Rotundo. good. Yeah. Again, there you go. First WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And the Hearts were good villains. I wasn't a big Killer Bees guy per se, but hey, Brian Blair jumping Jim Brunzel. <laughs> Come on. Stupid. What about the British Bulldogs? I loved, yeah. loved the British Bulldogs. They yeah. kind of took over for Wyndham and Rotundo. I think yeah. Wyndham left it around that time. Yeah. And then uh, those guys kind of became the flagship tag team. Yeah. And they were really, I liked them a lot too. Yeah. They did a good job. It was a whole bunch. That was a big era for a lot of great tag teams. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Hart, even though Hart was big in the 90s, again, like, he was so dry. His promos weren't great. Nah. He wasn't a personality. He had no charisma. He wasn't somebody I could look at and say he's an influential, the most influential. He he was, I think he was like a bridge for WWE, like before like Rock and Triple H and all them. Mm. Like it was kind of him carrying the company. Hogan left at that yeah. point. Him and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So I think those two, you know, you get credit for that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I I don't I don't know. And he actually looked good in the ring too. Like he actually looked like he was really wrestling and. Yeah. You know, could do things. The excellence of that, right? The best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. Yeah, I don't know if it was because of he was such a good wrestler, or he was so bad on the mic, or a combination of both. Right. They went all in on talking about how great he was in the yeah. ring, like oh, the tactician, the technician, everything. It had to be because he couldn't. Probably, <laughs> he did it with Benoit too, and he was also great. Right. But he wasn't great in the microphone. He wasn't very charismatic, and they went all in. I was on how never great a Benoit guy. No, me ever. neither. Me neither. I don't know. Yeah. They tried to really hard to push these great wrestler guys. Right. Him and Malenko. Dean um, Malenko. Remember Dean oh Malenko? So boring. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So boring. Little guy. Eddie Guerrero, who eventually became pretty big. Yeah. But when he first came around, he was one of those guys they pushed him in a great wrestler. Yeah. Big mullet guy. I liked Eddie Guerrero. Did you? Yeah, I was into him. I liked his character. I liked the whole the whole swarmy kind of thing. Right, too. right. It was good. How did he get to be a champion? I never kind of saw that in his future. They did that whole little guy run. You know, where he was always overlooked and, you know, the crew, like a cruiserweight almost right. that couldn't compete with the big boys. That was the story. Like, that was that. And they repeated that later on. Like when I got back into it with them, it was Daniel Bryan. Okay. Who was the little guy who would never be a A lister. Right. And, you know, all that. So that's interesting. That's funny too, because um, McMahon had such a hard on for big guys. He right. Who big, that's all he cared about, yeah. big and muscular. I wonder if, if, that was his idea. It's almost like Steinbrenner and the Yankees when they didn't trade away the young guys because Steinbrenner was out of the picture. Like, I wonder right. if McMahon, for whatever reason, took a step back and let someone else make a push Possible. he would never do. They need to do a documentary about that. I would love it. I think yeah. the next one, Dark Side, the last one of the season, is the steroid trials, Ooh. which is interesting. All right. Yeah, I like to watch that one. That could be one of the keys, too. What? The steroid trials. Oh, sure. Yeah, without a doubt. 
How about some W uh, NWA guys? These are tough ones for me. Do you have any any real? I mean, you know, I think Dusty Rhodes was in, the, and I think Dusty Rhodes was the generation before us. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like you give him credit, you can't give him the '80s cred. Mm. Um, Arn Anderson was always boring to me, but people like him. They you do, know, huh? Yeah, the Four Horsemen, the Enforcer. You know, and again, another guy technically sound and yeah, everything. Yeah. And I was flipping the channels the other day and um that new league is on TNT mm -hmm. or you know one of them. And I was like, oh shit, is that Arn Anderson? Like and he's still involved and he looks the same as he did in the eighties. Well like, he looked like he was sixty five and right. eighty three. So. Exactly. <laughs> so the man never aged. He was just always old. Isn't it funny when I, I've seen this online a lot? Like you look at managers, mm -hmm. baseball managers from the seventies and eighties. Oh yeah, and they were all in their forties, and they looked like they were one hundred and three. Sparky Anderson, Sparky was, Anderson, yeah. Whitey Herzog, Tom Kelly. Yeah, all these guys were not old. They exactly. looked ancient. Jim Leland, Jim, like guy smoking heaters in the dugout. <laughs> it's never a good sign for a guy's overall health. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so guys like uh, on Anderson, the Four Horsemen, even the Road Warriors. Like I was a demolition guy, right? And I knew enough to know they were ripoffs, right? But I didn't know enough to know why the Road Warriors are cool, right? But they were, like they, they were. were the ultimate. And they made tag team. I think they get points for like creating interest in tag team, and then that explosion in the tag team, yep. division and everything like that. So I remember yeah. demolition had that with a back, even backbreaker, and then yep. one of them with a second rope. Yeah, because he was too fat to go on a top rope. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you you get those guys for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, who else? I, Iron Sheik I put on there. Okay. Like, it's just like, th these are like honorable mention kind of Yeah, thing. yeah, right. So, like, Iron Sheik I put on there more of, like, he started the Hogan thing. He was definitely, like, this, you know, political thing. He actually started winning them in Rotunda because they won oh, against right. Sheik and Volkov. That was their rivalry. Point. That's a very so, good point. So, you know, I, I put Sheik on there. And he's, he's a great follower on Twitter. Oh, my like. God. I don't think he says any of those things anymore no there was a while when he would go on places like stern and radio shows right. and tv shows and say crazy shit and you're like yeah. all right this is him but now he's got to be in his 80s. he's got a step yeah like he's got i did you watch the sheik documentary no there's a sheik documentary. yeah Get i think it's on amazon here. yeah i'll try to find it i'll send it to you let me make a note <laughs> my calendar as you talk i want to look this up this weekend yeah yeah there's a whole iron sheik thing there's um and there was a guy it's about the guy discovering him again and bringing him into like you know, social media and everything like that, like almost like a second act for him. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they, it, I forget the name of it, but I'll find it. Then there's the Jake the Snake documentary, too. I saw a bunch of that with yeah. Dallas Page, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. saw a lot of that here and there, yeah. never the whole thing. But yeah. that's an amazing story, too. Yeah. Apparently, he was on Dark Side as, uh, for a couple of episodes, and uh, he's still sober. Yeah, somehow. good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk Jake the Snake now. I almost put him down as an official nominee. Okay. During the 80s, Jake the Snake Roberts had the coolest gimmick with that's Damien. Yeah. The Snake. And he was a pretty good wrestler. The DDT was awesome. Yes. Um, and he had some really good runs. You know, I liked him better than I liked anyone better than Hogan. But, you know, <laughs> like he that was a good route. Like you can put him in against anyone, even though he wasn't in great shape and he wasn't. There was a point, though, where he tried to bulk up. Yeah. And, but. I don't know. I just think his character was pretty cool, and it paved the way for more of those like sinister gimmicks kind of thing, almost Undertaker kind of yeah. thing. So yeah, he was edgy yeah. for sure. He was dark and edgy. That when he when the snake bit Macho Man right yeah. in the arm, like that was yeah, that was legit. That's a fair point. He wouldn't have made a bad nominee. I think in the end, you're probably right. He wouldn't have finished in like the finals. He wouldn't have no. got him all the way. 
But yeah, he he did a lot. It's a very good point. He did a lot, and he got a pretty good push too. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, anybody else you want to mention that maybe is honorable mention? Junkyard Dog. Come I, on. Uh, honorable mention. As your eight-year-old self, yeah. you love JYD coming into ring. Another one bites the dust. The dog chain. Yeah. Like I did. You know did. what was his finishing? I can't even remember. But um, it was. It might have been like a pseudo DDT. Right. Right. I, I think it was something like that. Yeah. Give it all the headbutts. Right. You yeah. know the headbutt thing, the snarling, the barking. It was fun. You yeah. Know, like no, that's fair. And he and he got us into it. Like he wasn't a great wrestler, but he was one. Like when a junkyard dog was coming on, you watch. Yeah. I would. I would. So I would. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I think those are our real, because like everyone else is '90s, like Undertaker. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. All them. So. All right. All right. So now we get into the real nominees. Right, well, let's talk. I don't know enough about his wrestling run in the '80s, but Ric Flair was huge, obviously. I mean, he won a title a hundred times. Yeah. In all those small factions, this is where I, Ric Flair is one of the most influential wrestlers probably of all time. Yeah. He's still the woo is yeah. like the biggest thing. He's yep. still and he's still in it today. Mm -hmm. He's still involved in wrestling. Um, you know, so I do think there's a case to be made, but if in terms of that run in WWF, like our most influential time, I don't think he, he qualifies for that. Yeah. Good wrestler, great personality, you know, great character, and four horsemen involved in so many different things. But his WWF run, even though he came in and did the Royal Rumble and stuff, those were in the 90s. Yeah. So Flair really doesn't hit the 80s WWF, and I think everyone else does. So. And if you're not in WWF in the 80s, I don't know. Yeah. If, But, I mean, the only thing in his favor is his longevity of mattering has outlasted everybody. Everybody. He matters more than any. I mean, he's still, like, people talk about him now. Yeah. Like, he's referenced by rappers, by athletes. Yep. Like, he's a big deal. Even though he's doing shitty commercials now. He's yeah. probably spent all his money. Like, he's a big deal. Like, yeah. So I, I almost say, even though he wasn't in WWF, I always want to say E or F, I got uh, right in the middle. Yeah. Um, ah, it's his longevity almost says that maybe he did have the most influence. Because that longevity and doesn't come from the 90s run. Right. It comes from his heyday in the 80s. Right. 70s, 80s. Yeah, I can't disqualify him, yeah. but I just think there's bigger names on the more yeah. influential. He might get the longevity award. Yeah. Because I think he stayed around the longest, stayed the most relevant, um, the most interesting, and was able to compete at a high level. Like, even when we came back in WCW, when he came back, he was, like, upper 40s by that yeah. point and still could go with anyone. Yep. Yep. And his gimmicks were great, too. The flop and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. He had the second best flop I've ever seen. Who's the first? Piper. Piper's flop was awesome. Softball. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have the Wikipedia up with the uh, WrestleManias? Yeah. What year or, or what WrestleMania did he fight Hogan? That, that was a Hogan. That was a WrestleMania, right? Um, main event. It was probably early. It was probably like seven or something. Let's see. Ish. Six. Hogan, Ultimate Warrior for both. Maybe it wasn't WrestleMania. Maybe it was like a SummerSlam yeah. or something. Nope. Ric Flair never main evented a... Huh. A WrestleMania. I mean, I remember that it was a big deal when he and Hogan finally fought for the first time. Right. Um, and I think it was just too late yeah. to matter. It was the 90s. Yeah. And it wasn't in WrestleMania, which tells you something. That like might have been too. in WCW. You think it was? Because they had a run in WCW for yeah. a long time. Yeah, you're right. So Maybe you're right. Yeah. It might have been, it might have been then. That's a very good point. They might have yeah. crossed paths in the, uh, in the WWF. All right. So Flair was saying we acknowledge 
longevity award probably, but that's yeah. about it. All right, what about Andre? Andre, he was a huge. I mean, I get in every sense of the word. Um, boring as yeah. anything to watch in the ring. I never got it with him to begin with. I like the whole heel turn. The moment that Hogan slams him is one of the best moments. Even you admit that. Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. All without right, a doubt. I can't take that. Like, I watched that. I was all in on that. Yeah. And even rewatching it, it's still pretty cool. The, you know, they're in the Silverdome. Yeah, Pontiac yep. Silverdome. People going nuts. Yep. Um, you know, and then that whole Saturday night's main event, that, that whole lead up to it with the million dollar man buying the belt from yeah. him and all that stuff. So it was a good run, but I don't think anyone was like, I'm watching wrestling because of Andre the Giant. Yeah, that's fair. I think the stories about Andre from behind the scenes, oh, looking back, awesome. I think those make him a legend. Yeah. And I think people in the industry might say he was most influential. I mean, he was a guy who, who would carry promotions for a long time. Right. For the documentary. Like, yeah. he was the reason why people came out to see. But in terms of the explosion to the mainstream, he was kind of a sideshow. Right. Like, I don't know, think people were running out buying Andre merch. No. Or, you know, I don't even remember there being any. I don't remember that either. They, they came out with, like, everybody. a black singlet. Yes. It used to be the, the blue little uh, yeah. briefs, and then he went to the black. So that yeah. means you're evil when you wear a black. I mean, his suit. WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania was a body slam match with him and Big John Studd <laughs> for a bag of cash. Right. And because John Studd kept saying he wasn't, you know, he no one could body slam him. So right. remember that, and Andre throwing the money in the crowd and uh, stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. and that was cool. But, again, like his matches were tough. Because even most of the Hogan-Andre match is not a fun match. No, you're right. It's a lot of holding. And, yeah. and you, you get it. He's older. He's out he of He's really injured. Yeah. yeah. Injured. So I think during this run, legend, mm -hmm. but not influential. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So I think we get down to the top three. These are the top three. Yeah. In any, like, and you can make a case for them in any order. That's fair. That's okay. fair. I agree with that. So we got Savage, Piper, and Hogan. Okay. All right. So let's do the, the Savage argument first. But okay. I think... He's the guy we, we both kind of have the same affinity for. Yes. I loved Savage. Me too. I didn't like Savage when he went to the fucking full body suits and the cowboy hats. It's like the character kind of changed. Right. Slim I remember Jim. him. Right. Slim Jim Savage. I remember him uh, with the robes mm -hmm. and the pop and circumstance and Miss Elizabeth yep. and dropping elbows like fucking crazy. Yep. And being a bad guy, being a heel. I think that macho man. And, and watching, I think it was a WWE biography on a, &A. Mm -hmm. I mean, that character that he built, that he lived supposedly, yeah. like 24-7, was top-notch, original fucking craziness. Like, it was great. I remember the it was an MSG show, and he came, it was like one of his first matches, uh -huh. and he came out in the robe, and I'm like, this guy's fucking cool. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. you know. And then the whole who's going to be his manager, that was a great story. Like, yep. he had Heenan... Um, Classy Freddie Blassie, Mr. all of them. Fuji. Mr. Fuji. <laughs> we could, we should do a one on best WWF managers. Um, or best managers. That's and, true. Include them too. Yeah, why not? Sparky Heenan Anderson and Heenan. Not Heenan. But, you know, that whole bringing Elizabeth in, yeah. who was essentially useless. Yeah. But it was a great storyline and gave us one of our favorite things, our mega powers. Yes. Um, and the whole George Steele thing too. Oh, yeah, great. that's right. Yeah. I always yeah. forget that. That went on for a long time. Yeah. That was terrific. But um, Savage as a heel and on a promo was great. Yeah. And then even when he turned face, he was still great during that initial run. And then I think he got banged up and then, the you know, the long pants and the like. Yeah. He, he had to slow down a little bit. And then 
even his WCW run was meh. Mm. Although he was the guy Hogan turned on. That's right. That's right. Good you know? point. Good point. It was almost, I don't know, I, I just, it was like the turnaround. There you go. Yeah. It's full circle. Yeah, full circle <laughs> moment. So, but I think there was no better heel. Well, there was one better heel. Um, <laughs> but no better person, like total package, like best wrestler. I think Savage, out of everyone on this list, was the best overall wrestler. Yep. Um, one of the best promos. Um, and the voice. I yeah. mean, that voice. Like, you can't, like, everyone does it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it right here. <laughs> Are you? No. All right. Um, I don't do it <laughs> Yeah. I, I think the case can be made he was the most influential. Yeah. You know, every title. Yeah. Um, main evented like crazy. Even when Hogan went away, you know, he was still the guy. Um, had really good stuff. Even with um, his run against Jake the Snake was awesome. Yeah. You know, his battles with Ricky Steamboat were, God, like, legendary. Was, I was never, like, when I look back on this stuff, it's always the storylines, never the matches. The right. matches were just a, a means to an end. But that match, I remember. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. And the whole lead-up with the bell with and the bell, his Larnix. That's right. Him, Ricky Steamboat going to therapy. <laughs> it's like, ee, ee. I still remember that. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, and at the time... There weren't too many guys, especially bigger guys. Like, he yeah. wasn't big until later on. Right. Who would jump off top rope. No. That elbow was fucking devastating. Yeah. Like, it looked good. Yeah. He was a badass. Yeah. He was he good. Was, and he was a guy, like, like who didn't love Ricky Steam? Ricky the right. Dragon was awesome. Yep. He used to love his music coming out, the Chicago Bulls entrance music, <laughs> you know? That that would hit, and you'd want to root for Ricky Steam. And then Macho Man with his entrance music. That's the, the best entrance music of all time. Yes, it is. Yeah, really, and right? I don't know why. Like, why? Right, it's popping circumstance. You wouldn't but, think to even put no. that on with somebody coming out to a wrestling right. match, and that it just fucking works. Yeah. And, you know, so all of that stuff, you can say Savage was, you can make a case that he's the most influential wrestler of all time. Yeah, I mean. Or of the 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he. you're right. He, he carried the company when Hogan left and filmed movies, and mm -hmm. he could have carried the company. As long as they let him, I think. Yep. Like he was, he was the guy. And he was also he crossed over. He yeah. was crossover personality. Slim Jim. We can make fun of Slim Jim, mm -hmm. but he also in a I forget which documentary he like brought that to WCW. Yeah. Like that was one of the things. I'll bring this endorsement deal with me mm -hmm. to WCW, and that helped them fund some of their 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 wrestlers. And yep. All the so. talent they brought. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're both pretty high on, on yeah. Savage. All right. Yeah. All right. And the Mega Powers thing was. Um, Probably one of the all-time best storylines. Dude, I still, and I've watched it recently, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I still get chills. Yeah. When that whole thing happens, it is fucking awesome. Yep. And you listen to Pritchard on Something to Wrestle. Right. And when he goes through, like, the the, the scripts and, and the acting, building to that final end when they when Savage has enough returns on him. The side eyes. Yep. The weird looks. Yep. I mean, it was just, it was pitch perfect from beginning to end. For them getting together... To the good run when things were great, mm -hmm. to the cracks of starting to uh, be created, it was tremendous, yep. tremendous. Exactly. The, it wouldn't really go like they couldn't do it today, like they did it then. Like the whole almost like violence against Elizabeth. Oh kind my of god, thing. all that shit. Yeah. yeah, real bad. Yeah, and even like before, he was like not great to her for a while. No, too, he was fucked you know? up. But that whole thing, like, you're right. Yeah. That's problematic. Yeah, but um. When he proposed, they reunite in the yeah, ring and everything like that. Yeah, yeah it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. I mean, that was the one time Elizabeth was compelling when she comes in and saves him. Yeah, like she's sitting in the crowd. Remember, she's in like some yes. sweatshirt, like sitting in the crowd. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh 
but, you know, and then Savage in the WrestleMania with the gauntlet, like running through the whole tournament to win the title yep. finally. Yep. All great stuff that nobody else on this list was capable of doing. Believably capable. Yep. Yep. All right. And can I say one more? Oh, of course. He carried Hogan. Oh, well, yeah. Easily. I mean, through that whole storyline, through their matches, because anyway. Go ahead. No, you're right. I mean, yeah. you can't deny that. Hogan was not a good wrestler. Yeah. And nothing he ever did. The only time he ever carried anybody was when he carried Andre. Right. Andre was a broken exactly. down human. I mean, it was, and maybe he carried a warrior a bit too. He was actually better than Warrior. In yeah. And that's about it. Those are the that's two worst right. wrestlers than yeah. Hogan. That's it. All right. Well, listen. All right. Let's get on to to your boy. I think we have two Hogan last. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. No, it's fine. He's the presumptive answer for everybody. Yeah. He has to go last. All right. You clearly <laughs> have a bias. Make the case for Rowdy Rowdy Piper as the most influential wrestler that I can use. All right. So when did wrestling explode? When did you first get in? The rock and wrestling connection. Yeah. Who was the heel for that storyline? Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Piper. Mm -hmm. Who was someone, what was some of the most influential um, storylines? Where did they originate from? Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit. Mm -hmm. Who had some of the greatest matches in terms of, all kinds of things, storylines, everything. Main evented the first WrestleMania, um, was the talking head for it. Um, launched Hogan, basically responsible for launching Hogan into superstardom. Um, and we're he's in the conversation having never won a title mm -hmm. other than finally winning one at the in WCW at the end of his career, like the US championship right. or something, which was awesome. And I teared up when I saw it that time. <laughs> But that's my real case. Was he the best technical wrestler? No. I, his finishing move was a sleeper hold. But in ring, the gimmicks, the punches, the poke in the eye, mm -hmm. all that, the flop, which was better than Flair's. <laughs> I mean, some of his matches were Ric Flair, like legendary. Like there was a period of time before this 80s run where him and Flair would go all over the place. There was dog collar matches he had with people. Like he was a real wrestling character. He wrestled since he was like 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, made the gimmick, um, you know, his entrance music. Like, if we're talking like those bad pipes, yeah. hit, they're it's fucking awesome. Yep, it's on. I got yeah. you. Yep, you know, so I think all of that was there. And if you're gonna have a good guy, you need a really strong bad guy. Mm -hmm. And he was the always the constant one. And then when he didn't have the main event run, everything originated surrounding him, mm -hmm. Piper's Pit. Yep. That's my uh, case. And Piper's Pit spawned a million copycats. Exactly. Brother Love and all the rest of them. And the no one was shop. as good as him. Oh, no, 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 100% right. Here's one of my problems with Piper being yeah. the answer here. This would be where we might fight. Yeah, this might be it. Uh, <laughs> put you to sleep or hold. Um, he never wrestled. Like, he hardly ever got in the ring and wrestled. And part of that was because they, they wanted him Piper's Pit. He became right. like the lightning rod. But it's hard to say he's most influential when I don't remember him having that many matches in the 80s. Like after WrestleMania, he wasn't a regular guy. If you look at all the WrestleManias, he didn't wrestle in all of them. He did, especially in the beginning. He wasn't the main event. Like, he boxed Mr. T in WrestleMania. Um, can you, let's see if we can bring it up. Can we see Roddy Piper WrestleMania? I feel like I don't remember him. Maybe because he was so far down a card. I, I just don't remember him being in the ring that much. He was never on Saturdays. Or on like the syndicated shows because oh, it's just main event because he was always on Piper's Pit, I guess. But I don't feel like he ever. I mean, Bad anything. News Brown. Oh my God, that was this, when he this went is too what far. We're talking about 
Bad News yep. Brown. All right, here's Mr. T. He boxed Mr. T. Oh, he had the big run with Adrian Adonis, the, yeah. uh, the haircut match. Yep. That All was right, awesome. That's, that's fair. That's three. Um, Bad, Bad News, News Brown. Brown that's where he went. Piper Bret Hart was awesome. I don't remember that. And then later. Oh, Intercontinental belt. Yeah. I think Piper. Did Piper? Maybe Piper did win the Intercontinental and then lost it to Hart. I think that was like his retirement match. Oh. Yeah. And that when he filled They Live, pretty much, probably. The probably. And then the Gold Dust match was pre, like, post our fandom run. Yeah. But watching that on, like, a replay, they did, like, this whole street brawl thing. I saw in a documentary on this. Yeah. Everything like that. Like, yeah. So, I mean, probably not as many as. As Hogan, but if we're looking at 80s, 85, 86, 87. And then he's gone for eight and nine. Right. He's back for 90. Yeah. I just don't feel like he he didn't do that much. I don't know. In the ring. Again, I'm not denying his right. role and everything else. Like, he clearly is very influential in a lot of what he did. I just feel like he's never, and I know he wasn't main event, but he wasn't even mid-card, it felt like. I mean, and then you look at. What's the one of the most iconic moments on Piper's Pit? Oh, Jimmy Snooker. Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. Coconut to that. One yeah. coconut. <laughs> two coconut. You know, and he, he would take, he would do, you know, take on the legends. Um, you know, the whole thing with Captain Lou. He mm -hmm. sparked all that stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot there. And his role for getting the Hogan Andre thing was awesome. Yeah. Like him hosting it, backing away, and then like you're bleeding. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> you're that right. was awesome. You're right. No one could drive a storyline like he could. Yeah. 100%. So, I forgot he was Intercontinental Champion. There you go. In from 89 to 92. That's a long run. Yeah. So, who did he beat? <sighs> he pinned Ted DiBiase. Uh, here's what I will say right now without discussing this further. By far, the greatest heel. Of the 80s and probably all time. Okay. Even greater than Flair. I think Flair. Without a doubt. Yeah. So I'll give him that for sure. Just when it comes to influential, Piper's Pit was huge. Yeah. I I can see the argument. I just don't see how you don't say Hogan's more influential. So I know there's a, a an irrational hatred you have for Hogan. So before we get into his candidacy, can you can you put this into words? Why do you hate him so much? Couldn't wrestle. Mm -hmm. Terrible on the microphone. I mean, all right, I won't say terrible. There's a couple. What you're gonna do? Yeah. Let me oh. tell you, Mean Gene. I mean, listen, there are some there's some tropes there. that. But he couldn't carry a story, right? Like he'd get too flustered at times. He was terrible acting. Like when the mega powers finally do explode, like mm -hmm. he's like, um, you know, like do it. I see. I can see it. Like him trying to like almost cry to Elizabeth. Like why is he doing this? Like. Terrible actor. Um, and every movie he's ever done has been terrible. Yeah. Um, where Piper's got yeah, they live. They live. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's a big one. Yeah. Um in ring bothers me like the most. Like mm -hmm. he's supposed to be the whole hulking up thing. Awful. 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 And even as a kid, I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, like now like I I hate it, but even as a kid, I'd be like, you're gonna have Piper. like I used to be pissed that Piper would lose. Because of Mr. Wonderful, first of all, um, you know, and that—that's really the, th the thing. The whole Hulkamaniac thing and exploding, say your prayers, eat your butt, all that stuff. Yeah, it just was too much for me for a guy who couldn't wrestle. All he could do, punch, punch, big boot, leg drop, match, and that would be it. 
Yeah, that for was everyone. the worst finishing move of a big wrestler of all time. Right. Awful. Awful. I, I can't argue with anything you're saying. The it's yellow. Like, yeah. Every once in a while, it'd be funny. He just randomly pull out the blue or the white, just right. for no good reason. Yeah. The red was somewhat in the mix, right? Yeah. Mostly yellow, occasionally red. I like when he went. I liked him more when he came back to WWF as the heel, and then they turned him because he faced The Rock at a mm-hmm. WrestleMania, and then the crowd just wouldn't have it. Like they basically turned him back face, Yellow Hulk, right. and he had that like nostalgia run. And I was like, all right, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. Because it became like stupid. Mm-hmm. Where in the 80s, it was, this was Hulk Hogan's thing. And it was just forced down no matter what. Mm-hmm. Everyone, and you knew the predetermined, like he was going to win. Mm-hmm. That's why even like Andre stuff was cool. Yeah. Like, because Andre actually beat him. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Go ahead. So, make, make your case. Well, it's not so much a case because uh, you, you, you're making everything you're saying is correct. You're not lying. No lies detected. I think some of the problems of what you're saying, though, I think falls at the feet of McMahon. He was so intended on having this monolith and chart, like on top of the thing, he never loses, that there was never a good heel. There was never right. a good person to put him against till Andre. And then even after Andre, there was nothing. Like right. it was always these bullshit feuds that you know how it was gonna end. It right. meant nothing. Like Sid Vicious. It meant nothing. Yeah. All of it. Everybody he fought meant fucking nothing. Um and with that's, the exception, Piper and Savage. Well, Savage, you're right. Andre, I agree. I mean, the Piper one, was that, Was there anything really with Piper beyond WrestleMania 1? They always ran into it. And then WCW, they rekindled it. And yeah. it was like a flip of a roll after a while. It was, you know, Piper was the face. Yeah, right, right. You know, and Piper made a video. He was like, you never actually beat me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was Piper, you know, getting disqualified and all that yeah, bullshit. Yeah. But that was that storyline. You never actually beat me. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing, too. Hogan, there, there was so much, like, BS with, with him, too, like, Holding on to the title, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And that's a lot of McMahon's fault, right. I think, and the bookers. But, yeah, I'm certainly the diva. I'm playing a role in this. Right. If we're talking about most complete wrestler, like from top to finish only, it's Savage. Well, that is if we're talking about microphone or heel or, or you know, tangential in, uh, influence, it's Piper. Okay. We're talking about best in ring. We can talk about that for hours. Right. right? But let's talk about most influential. It just, there's no way any of this happens without Hogan. None of it. You can, again, you're right. You can reference the Piper and then the gold record and that and the whole heel thing and WrestleMania 100% correct. That doesn't make this happen. It does no Hogan. I think you need, in order to have the really good guy superstar, you need the really bad, bad guy. And so if we want to give Hogan credit for being transformative, the reason he was was because of a Piper and then a Savage. I mean, he doesn't get there on his own. I don't know, man. I think that for whatever reason at that time, the vast majority of seven year olds were ready to say their prayers and eat their vitamins. And they want to follow him no matter who the bad guy was. You're right. I feel like I've been having this argument my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I was the only, (laughs) was the only kid pissed that Piper lost because of Orndorff. This is for me. The Manly Hernandez debate, right? right? As a 10-year-old in Queens, there was a thousand Met fans and yep. me who all told me Hernandez was better than Mattingly. And I fought that fight to my last breath. And you were right. Of course I was. Yeah. You're wrong on this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we can end this one of two ways. We can end this disagreeing, which has happened before a it couple has. of times. Or we can just give this by default to Savage. And say, <laughs> you know what? The other two is too hard to call. It's, Let's give it to Randy. It's funny because as we were talking, like, you know I came into this Piper. Oh, yeah. 
and I'm still leaning Piper. But the more we talked about Savage, Savage has all the qualities of Piper. Mm -hmm. He was an amazing heel, launched, carried Hogan, mm -hmm. more so than even Piper, because I'll give Piper, you know, wasn't the best in-ring talent. Yeah, he wasn't. Much right. better than Hogan, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, Savage could talk. I don't think he could do like a talk show like Piper's right. pick kind no. of thing. But Savage did do commentary for years. And he was good. And he was good at yeah. it. He left because he wanted to. He wanted to get back in the ring, not yeah. because they booted him. Right. So I couldn't make the argument that Savage was the most influ influential. And I'm debating that, to be honest with All you. All right. And it's not by a default. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I want to stick it to Hogan anyway. <laughs> stick it to him. But, you know, that argument could be made. Could you make that argument? Probably. I mean, for me, I mean, we're so miles apart on this. Right. For me, it's Hogan, Savage, Piper. And I think it's a big drop. I'm sorry. Wow. I think it's a big drop. And I don't dislike Piper. I like him very much. Not as much as you right. do. I wasn't a Piper guy. Right. I got you were a Hulkamania. I, all right, let's time out. You let's were a hold that back. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I was. I was a Hulkamania. If I like Savage, I have I had other interests. <laughs> but like the Piper thing, like, he, just, he was for me, except for the pit, he was invisible. He just wasn't a, a, a mainstay. Fighting on Saturday night's main event, not that often. Fighting at SummerSlam, not that often. WrestleMania, we saw he was only there for three of them until the 90s came. Right. And so it was just hard to latch on to a guy as cool as he might have been. Right. Who just wasn't around enough for me, doing enough. I mean, Bad News Bear, uh, Bad News Bear, Bad News Brown <laughs> is not, that feud wasn't doing it for me. No, and he went too far with that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he totally did. Yeah. Even you can say the snooker went a little too far. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that was his thing. He yeah. went too far. He went too far. That was yeah. his character. Yeah, but... Um, so for, uh, it's hard for me to put him in the same realm as Hogan. And the more we talk about it, it's hard for me to put him in the same realm as Savage. So for me, I, I feel like the three are pretty close. Okay. Like if I take my Hogan hatred out, Good luck. there's, he's in the mix. Obviously he carried the car. He was the only name, you know, and even like him in Rocky, to be honest, Thunderlips, the ultimate male. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> character's great though. Yeah. Um, but I think they're closer than you're giving them credit for. All right, I could watch um, that. So if, if I take if I try to strip away all my fandom mm -hmm. and my hatred, my answer is Randy Savage. Wow, as the most influential wrestler of the '80s because he did everything uh, Piper could do, and he was an infinitely better wrestler promo than Hulk, and he carried Hulk during the biggest storyline I think of our fandom. The biggest storyline was probably Mega Powers. It right? had to be. It had to be. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That was a, from the handshake and the way he went, like, he went, like, up top and <laughs> yes. came down to Hogan, you know, like, that kind of thing. I think all of that stuff and all the great matches in between, you know, he was, a, like, amazing mid-card guy where when Hogan didn't have the title, he was boring. Yeah. Like, when he wasn't on top and, like, it was his time to, like, you know, disappear for a while and then come back with a hey it looked awkward him running out with you know no belt on and everything like that where like savage his storylines and piper too you don't give him credit for it like they could still do it you know and still be relevant so i'll go savage and i don't do that comfortably i think if you're telling me most influential wrestler of the 80s macho randy savage yeah i i mean hogan was boring there was just Nothing to look even like satellites made a van. He always had those matches and they were always versus guys you didn't care about. Yep. It was really cool when he posed in the ring though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I did like the ear. I'm 
No, the ear thing the was ear cool. Thing that was, was cool. cool. That was cool. The posing was cool. But yeah. the ear thing was cool. Um, you know what? I, I think you made a really good argument about why he was the complete package. Hogan was, looking back, boring. And even I knew at the time. Right. Remember, this is for your reconsideration. Yes, that's right. Ten-year-old you was a Hogan guy. Yeah. You were a Hulkamania. Yep. Ten-year-old me was a Piper guy. Yep. Yep. Now, in our forties, we realized it was Randy Macho. It was Randy Savage all along. It was Randy all along. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think we did this. I I, listen. I think you're right. Reconsidering, it it was Savage. Yeah. Talking Eddie. It's sad that he's dead. It is. Like I said, that anyone's it dead, but it's sad that, yeah. that he didn't have a chance to, to be around. Like, he wasn't really around for the last 10, 15 years of his life. Right. And he could have had that resurgent run. Yeah. Especially when wrestling came back into the mainstream. Yep. You know, he could have been a Ric Flair. Yeah. I mean, Ric Flair's still in it, man. That's crazy. Still in it. He has nothing else. He might have lost all of his money. Divorces and right. booze and who knows what else. It wouldn't surprise me if... He needs to be a part of yeah. this. He probably wants to as well, but I think he might. Need I it. saw a Flair documentary where he started. There was a point where he started living like his character. Yeah, yeah. planes. What was yeah. what was jet planes? Limousine oh, driving, yeah. jet plane riding. I don't know all of it. Yeah, I don't know. All yeah, all of it. yeah, I kind of feel like but I missed I do know out. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> Macho man. <laughs> I feel like I missed out on Flair. Like I wish I was a little more a part of that in the eighties. Yeah, I'm with you. If he was in WWF, we would have been. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, we weren't watching TBS or whatever it was. TBS. You know? Remember TBS in the 80s would begin all their shows at On the Five? Yeah. Instead of, that was Ted Turner. I read this once. It was Ted Turner's idea. His point was that, and back in the day, this is how it went. Right. Shows would maybe have a, like a two-minute opener mm-hmm. and then show the credits, but usually it was just the credits. Right. His idea was people are going to watch the credits and the commercials are going to come on and they're going to flip and they're going to find his show beginning at 8.05 and they're going to stick with it. That was his theory. I mean... I mean, it didn't work. They stopped at some right. point. Yeah. I don't know. It was all reruns anyway. It was a fucking Beverly Hillbillies. I knew what was going to happen. I've seen them all a thousand like times. Hillbilly Jim. Yes, right. <laughs> all right. Savage all right. is the winner. Savage is the and winner. And we agree again. We're back on good terms. Yeah. Right, I like it. We almost lost it here for a little bit. <laughs> Until you, you admitted you were a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> yeah. I got to just let it out. This is like therapy. <laughs> This is like uh, the Google hunting scene. It's, it's not, not your, your fault. fault. It's, not your, it's not your fault. It's the marketing machine. It's not your fault. All right, we did it again. Right, That's 12 in the book, a dozen in the book. Nice. Nice. Well done, sir. All right, we'll uh, be back again, hopefully in a week or very shortly thereafter with uh, episode 13. Very nice. You can go home and play with your Hogan wrestling buddy now. <laughs>